0: Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory continues in his 21 series with a new and powerful message entitled Breakthrough. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today.
1: So today we're going to talk about breakthrough. I many of y'all need a Breakthrough. Look around the room. Look around the room. If you need a breakthrough, look around the room. Online, if you need one, just type in, I need a breakthrough. Let's talk about what breakthrough means. It means it speaks of overcoming an obstacle that is in our way or of prevailing over a need. It refers to a restriction or an imposing enemy. Breakthrough can also mean an achievement or discovery that leads to significant progress. So I'm believing for someone to get an achievement or discovery that's going to lead to significant progress in your life. How many of y'all ready to go to the next level? All right, so remember, there's always something that's keeping us from our breakthrough. We're going to look at it and talk about what those things might be. So when we need a breakthrough in our lives, all of us as believers in the kingdom, we have to turn to prayer. And then we've got to ask ourselves, well, what type of prayer will it actually take for me to receive my breakthrough? Let's look at our opening text in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I'm going to read verses 3 through 6 out of the Passion Translation. And you can follow along, Version Bible app, also the linked up church app, but follow along. Look at it. Take your own notes. Second Corinthians chapter 10, 3 through 6, the Passion Translation says this. For although we live in the natural realm, so in other words, this physical environment in this physical flesh, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons. And then the scripture here tells us the primary weapon that human beings use is manipulation. Using manipulation to achieve our aims. So, in other words, people will use lies, situations, people, things to manipulate something in their favor. That's human warfare, fleshly warfare. How many of you know our, our weapons are not that way? Okay, let's keep reading here then it says here, instead, our spiritual weapons are energized by divine power. Somebody say divine power. Divine well, how many you know that's a miraculous ability that God gives us through prayer? And so, if you really understand what he's saying, stop trying to address everybody that's ma- trying to manipulate you. So, you don't fight flesh with flesh. You fight flesh with your spiritual weapons. Let's keep reading. He goes on to say here: energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the de- defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God, and then here are your two key words: and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. So, if you understand what this is saying here, I mean, know as a believer, God gives us instructions. But how many know with those instructions, there'll be opposition? And you have to learn that people aren't your problem. Your spouse is not your problem. Your children are not your problem. How many know there's an enemy behind all of that activity? And the smart believer is not going to fight flesh with flesh. Now, how many know we can all get caught up from time to time? How many of y'all have ever missed it before where you took that into your own hands? raise your hand, look around the room, so you can see where none of us are by ourselves. How many of y'all said, God, you taking too long? I'm gonna handle this one right here myself. Come on, anybody been there, right? But wisdom is not there, right? Hopefully we learn from those and we don't pay that bill twice. Right? And so we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that raises up in defiance against the true knowledge of God. Now we know what really that opposition comes for. It comes for what we believe. Right? So every time you're believing God for something, how many know the enemy is going to stir up opposition? And most of the time that opposition is going to come through people. And most of the time those people are going to be very close to you. Because ultimately, the only people that can really affect you or impact you are the people that are close to you, right? And so wisdom has to kick in, and we have to use different strategies in order to get the breakthrough that we're believing for. And then verse uh, goes on to say, We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the, to the anointed one. So now we also see that the battleground is in our mind. How many of those signals throw all kind of th- uh, thoughts in your head? You don't have to take those. Even though he puts them there, we don't have to take them. Now, if you're like me, I thought some crazy stuff over the years. How many of you know know when that thought comes from God and when it didn't come from God? Right? And you got to learn how to take that thought into captivity. Look at verse 6. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry... We stand ready to punish every trace of rebellion as soon as, our, or as soon as we choose complete obedience. Now, that was interesting to me. Notice, as soon as we choose complete obedience. So, if there is complete obedience, there must be partial obedience. And, and what Spirit of God told me to tell you all today, there's some things he's been dealing with you about that he's ready for you to fully obey him in. How I many of y'all would agree? There's some things I know God's told me. I haven't fully obeyed him in that. Raise your hand. Look around the room. Raise your hand. Look around the room so you can see we're all, none of us are by ourselves, right? And say, I'm ready, I'm ready. to fully obey. Because notice when you do, then you put to, you punish every trace of rebellion that's trying to come against you. And I'm going to share something with you. I didn't share this in the first service because I was rushing. Note, guess where most of that rebellion is at? On the inside of us. And the moment we choose complete obedience, we crush that rebellion. Now, let's talk very quickly here today. I got to go through these quickly. Now, today's service is going to be a little different. Today's service will be a prayer service where you get actively involved in your breakthrough. So you can't watch me for, for the whole service today. You literally have to get involved in your personal breakthrough. So let's look at six keys to praying through until breakthrough. Number one, seek God's agenda first. That's the first order of business. Seek God's agenda first. First John chapter 5, 14 and 15, New King James Version reads this way. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. So notice he wants all of our confidence to be in him. Not people, not your job, not places, not things. But he wants all of your confidence in him. Let's talk about this word confidence for a minute. The word confidence in the Greek literally means all outspokenness. That is frankness or bluntness. Publicity. How many know it's okay to give God good publicity? You know what that looks like is when you're going through a tough time and you can still tell people, but my God is still good. And I know he'll bring me out of this better than what I'm currently going through right now. How I many of that's good publicity for God? But you're also demonstrating a confidence in him. It also means here, and I love this, boldness and plainness of speech. It means to freely and openly and plainly boast about God. All right. And so anybody need God to move in your life right now? Go ahead and tell your neighbor what he's getting ready to do. And talk big about him, too. Tell your neighbor what he's getting ready to do. Come on, tell him he's getting ready to take your business to the next level. Come on, whatever it is. Tell him you're getting ready to get the best job you've ever had in your life. Come on, you're getting ready to get a promotion like you've never seen before. Dare to tell somebody this year you'll be debt free. Whatever you are believing him for. So every time you do that, you're demonstrating confidence in him. Then notice what it goes on to say, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So where, in addition to that, where that confidence comes from is because I know his will about my situation, right? And so I have to know God's will about what I'm confident in, or I will lack confidence if I don't know his will for what I'm asking him for. All right. Now, if we know, this word know means to be sure and understand. So now he's building. So now I'm sure and I understand that he hears me. Why? Because all of my confidence is in him and I found out what his will is for what I'm asking him for. You all see that? Now I'm sure and I understand that he hears me. And whatever I ask, then I know I'm sure and I understand that I have the petitions. The word petitions means a thing asked or requested. So in other words, this can be a written petition or it can be a verbal petition, right? But but I'm sure about it and I understand it because all my confidence is in him and I know this is his will for my life because I found it in his word. Everybody see that? And then it says, I know and I'm sure and I understand that I have the petitions that I have asked of him. And so let's go to number two. Number two, don't settle for second best. I mean, sometimes as believers, we settle too much. Don't settle for second best. Now, let me set this story up in 1 Samuel chapter 1. So, Hannah was childless. And Hannah was married to Elkanah. But Elkanah had two wives. He had Hannah and he had Peninnah. And Peninnah had many children. And every year at the annual offering, what uh, Elkanah would do is he would bless uh, Panina and all of her kids, right? But then what he would do for Hannah is he would give her a double portion of what he gave Panina and all of her kids in an effort to comfort her because she was childless, right? Now, how many know? Some people might say, "Well, man, I've got a good husband. He buys me great gifts. He's always good to me. That's that's enough." But not for Hannah. Hannah said, "Thanks, husband, for all of that. But it's something way beyond that that I believe in God for." And sometimes money and clothes and cars mean nothing to a lot of people. But having a child could mean the world to somebody. Or having a child come back home could mean the world to somebody. Or or whatever it is, getting that job, that dream job, that promotion, whatever it is. Folks, let me just tell you once again, gifts and money are not everything. Everything. And biblically, it's actually the lowest form of prosperity. Matter of fact, God looks at it this way. He walks on it in heaven. Those streets are paved with with gold as clear glass. That's how he sees it. Don't get caught up in stuff. Anybody in here believing to get pregnant? And that's Mary. Let me say all of that. My God, boy, if I don't say all of that, how many of y'all, whoa, pastor, they released something in here, He you released something. How many of y'all believe in God, ladies, believe in God to get pregnant? Married ladies, believe in God to get pregnant. We're going to add our agreement with that today for your breakthrough, okay? Let's keep going. Now, so don't settle for second best. Let's read. Let's pick up the story in verse 8, right? So verse 8 says, then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than you than ten sons? So you see what he's saying here? As one husband, I'm better, than you, for, I'm better for you than if you even had children. And so I just want to say this because sometimes even though you're married or you have a family, I mean, they still don't know the depths of your heart. And sometimes they might not see it or believe it the way that you do. And you can actually go past your family and go straight to God. And if it's in his will, how many y'all you know he'll honor it? And this is what Hannah chooses to do here. So she said, am I not better than you than 10 sons? So Hannah arose after that, and she had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul. And she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, listen to her vow very carefully, O Lord of hosts, If you will indeed look on my affliction or look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but you will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord. Now, notice she acts specifically. She didn't say give me a child. What did she say? A male male child. Right? Then watch what she vows. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. How many know she meant that vow? Now, how many know we sometimes do that same thing, but we don't always mean the vows that we make. Anybody ever been there before? Lord, if you get me out of this situation, I will never, and I'll be at church on Sunday morning. Come on, raise your hand if you ever did. We all did that. Come on. Come on, don't look at me like we've all done that before, right? Boy, I can remember one time in college, I'm over the toilet, just throwing my guts up. Now I'm not saved at this time, but I'm, and I'm like, Lord, if you let me live through the night. How many of y'all know all I really meant was let me get through the night so I can get back to thir- next Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, so I can get- that's all I want to get through the night so I can do this again next weekend. How many of you know we make a lot of vows that we never keep. The difference between sometimes us and Hannah, Hannah actually meant this. And that's why God honored it. So, Hannah was childless and she grieved, right? But she meant that vow with all of her heart. So, wanting to reassure her, you know, Elkanah was right. He was saying, I'm better than you, I'm better to you than if you even had 10 sons. Now, you know, that should always be our efforts as husband. But it'll still never take away the deep desire and prayer of the wife. So when God places something on our hearts, folks, we want to be just like Hannah and not, tempted, and not be tempted to settle for the status quo or second best. So I want you to say that out of your mouth today. Say, I will not, I will not and, no and no longer settle, settle for, second best. for second best. Do you believe that today? I believe with all of my heart, we live way below what his standards are for our life. And we just accept and we settle and we live in areas of our lives where God has so much more and has so much more for us, but we settle. Number three, pray from the heart. Let's continue with this story. Hannah cried a wordless prayer. Of deep groaning, and God answered it. Now, this is interesting here. First Samuel, let's pick it up at verse 12. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli, who's the priest, washed her mouth. Now Hannah spoke, Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. Now remember, Eli is the priest. So what I want to show you here this is why you put all your confidence in God. Proclaimed men and women of God can miss it because we're human beings. I mean, we all have this treasure in earthen vessels, which means what? The the earthen vessel can miss it, but the treasure is still good. And so we've got to learn how to, sometimes we put the vessel up on the uh, pedestal, but it's really the treasure in the vessel that we should be honoring, which should lead us back to God. And all I'm ever asking you all, don't ever make me bigger in your life than God. And only follow me as I follow Christ. Okay? Don't make me bigger than God. So so watch here. This This is a powerful text here. So Eli washed her mouth. Hannah spoke words. Her lips moved, but no voice was heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your handmaiden a wicked woman, but out of the abundance, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said to her, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight, so the woman went her way, watch this now, and her face was no longer sad. You know how you know you've really switched, shifted over to really believing God? Your countenance changes. Your walk changes. Your talk changes. Right? Your behavior changes. Right? You know you're heading in the direction of what it is you're believing God for. You could be a person that has $20 in your pocket and still offer to treat somebody for lunch. Cause you know it's more on the way, right? Anybody ever been there before, where you just broke and out treating somebody, knowing you got bills, you got all kind of stuff, but you already know God met those needs, right? Your countenance and your face changes because you know God's coming through. Let's look at a New Testament complimentary text in Romans chapter eight. Let's read verses 26 and 27. Romans chapter 8, 26, 27, out of the New King James Version reads this way. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. The King James Version uses a word infirmity, infirmities. And it literally means feebleness of body and mind, disease and sickness. So notice the Holy Spirit helps us in our feebleness of our body, our mind, sickness and disease. Then it says, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. So really one of the greatest human weaknesses is when all of these things come against us, sometimes we don't know how to pray or what to pray. Anybody ever been there before? Anybody just been hit so hard, you didn't even know how to pray about that. Anybody ever been there? I was telling the first service today, about 10 years ago, you know, my life had just been turned around and uh, nothing due to sin or anything, nothing bad, just life had just hit, hit us as a family, hit all of us. And, um, you know, as a father and a husband, as a husband, I'm like, first thing I'm thinking, I got a wife to take care of. I got two kids in private school, right? It's like, man. And, and I would try to get up in the morning. You ever got up to pray and couldn't pray? Am I the only one that's ever done that? Because your heart is so heavy and your soul is so sorrowful. Then I try to leave the house and I go to the gym, Tonette, and I get to the gym, and all I could do was sit on the bench for hours. And I never went and worked out. But I noticed the whole time I was groaning. You know what I mean? I'm talking about. I'm talking about on the inside, I am hurting. Anybody been there? Right. Let's keep reading here. It says, there are times when we know, know not what to pray for as we are, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings. That word groanings means sighs and groans, which cannot be uttered. Uttered means unspeakable, unutterable, which cannot be uttered. I mean, you know, I was praying and didn't even realize I was praying. There were times that would lead into, like, from groans and sighs to just, And for a whole season, I couldn't even pray in English. All I could do was just utter and groan things. And what I realized, the Holy Spirit was interceding on my behalf. Oh, I wish I had somebody that understood that. Uh, And I realized that the Holy Spirit was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. Notice what it goes on to say. Now, he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit. So notice the Holy Spirit knows your heart and what's in your heart, but he also knows the mind of the spirit. And he knows how to get those two in a level of agreement to get you where you need to be. Because he makes intercessions. He reiterates that because he intercedes on behalf of the saints according to the will of God. Now, believe it or not, folks, now that I think back in the natural, I would have actually went back and did some wrong things. Not wrong in terms of sin, but I would have took easy paths. And today, nine years later, linked up church was the right path. Come on, somebody. So, so imagine if I don't get to the place where my heart can allow the Holy Spirit to to really communicate to it, we don't get here. I want to say something here. Always pray from your heart. It's time to put aside formulas and not be intimidated by someone else's style or eloquence. But just pray prayers that are real, that come from your heart. And that's what God honors. And sometimes, like I said, I've been in some situations where I couldn't get no words out. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. Anybody in here pray in other tongues? Come on, you better thank God for that gift right now. Come on, I said go ahead and thank God for that gift right now. And it's interesting. And my wife is sitting here. There are thousands of decisions we've had to make since this opened. Tens of thousands just to get here and guess what neither one of us are smart enough but the Holy Spirit is why is he leading me to share that you're seeing something big but you're relying on yourself to get there and your greatest help is the Holy Spirit if you'll let him come alongside you It'll give you wisdom and insight and direction that you don't have and that you can't get on your own because he really knows what the will of god is for your situation somebody thank god for that right now that resonated with somebody in this come on go ahead and thank god for that right now that resonated with somebody in this room i want you to go higher and i want you to open up your mouth and use words and, and thank god for that clapping is good but i want you to go deeper And I want you to use words that come from your heart. Say, thank God for that insight. Thank you, Father, for that insight. Thank you, Father. Help me to to really rely on you more. Rely less on myself and more on you. And I'm going to move along quickly now with these last three. Pray with praise and thanksgiving. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the Passion translation says, don't be pulled in different directions and worried about a thing, but be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. And then I love this, tell him every detail of your life. In a moment, we're going to have a breakthrough prayer session where you're going to get a prayer card. And you'll get a chance to write out every detail of where you need a breakthrough in your life. And we're going to believe God together. And if I know the character of God, he's going to answer every single one of them. Oh, I wish I had. I got five people that believe that. I I, I said he's going to answer every single one of them. I know the character of God. Psalms 149 is what it'll look like, stanzas 6 through 9. The Passion Translation says, God's high and holy praises fill their mouths, for their shouted praises are their weapons of war. How many of y'all already believe you have your breakthrough? Well, go ahead and use your voice as a weapon and, and shout a praise unto God. Just shout hallelujah. Come on, just shout glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. These worn weapons will bring vengeance on every opposing force and every resistant power to bind kings with chains and rulers with iron shackles. Praise-filled warriors will enforce the judgment doom decree against their enemies. This is the glorious honor he gives to all his godly lovers. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, he allows you to praise him in the face of your challenge. And when you can do that, it is demonstrating so much confidence before God that your enemy just has to run because he actually already knows the outcome. Number five, don't give up. Don't give up. We quit sometimes too easy. In Luke chapter 18, verse 1, the Amplified says, Now Jesus was telling the disciples a parable to make the point that at all times they ought to pray and to not give up and lose heart. Notice, at all times they ought to pray and not give up. At all times they should pray and not give up. At all times they should pray and not give up. And lose heart. And of course, that parable goes on to talk about persistence in prayer. Or as the old saints would say, we've got to learn how to pray through until we get our breakthrough. Right? We've got to stay with something long enough until it manifests. Now, I don't mean I pray the same thing every time. I mean, you know, I can pray one time, but thank God for it every day until it comes. You all see the difference? I'm not, I don't pray the same thing every single day. I pray one time And then I stay with that through thanksgiving until it manifests, right? Because every time I thank him for it, it reminds me of that I prayed for. Do you all see that? And it just reignites my confidence that it's already done. Number six, and we'll close here. Find others who will agree with you. Find others who will agree with you. Matthew chapter 18, 19, and 20, the Amplified says, Again, I say to you, if two believers on earth agree, that is, are of one mind in harmony about anything that they shall ask, watch this now, it's the Amplified, within the will of God. It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, notice what he says, I am there among them. So there are at least 900 to 1,000 of us in here today, way more than two to three. How many of y'all know we're getting ready to take care of some business? Oh, I said, how many of y'all know we're getting ready to take care of some business? Let me make sure I got the right audience. How many of y'all need a breakthrough? Come on, look around the room. How many of y'all need a breakthrough in a certain uh, area of your life? Okay, I'm going to ask the ushers to go ahead. We have something right in the seat pocket in front of you. There's something called a prayer request card. Right in the seat pocket in front of you, okay? Something called a prayer request card. On that prayer request card is a date and your name. Okay? And then there are boxes because it can be related to your family. It can be related, related to your children, your marriage, healing, deliverance, finance. I have one big thing that I'm believing God for. I put that in during the first service. I'm going to put the exact same thing in during this service because I'm going to treat both of these services like unique individual services. Okay? And then where it says special note, I want you to write out in detail what it is you need a breakthrough in. And you don't have to be wordy with that, right? But just make sure that you write it out, and it is specific. When Hannah prayed, she didn't ask for a child. What did she ask for? A male child. So just be specific in the area that you need a breakthrough, okay? And then what's going to happen once you finish uh, writing that down and praying over that, uh, if you're led, you can pray for other people around the room, but the music department is going to come forward. So as soon as you're finished writing it down, uh, the ushers will come around and collect those from you all, okay? And then you can stand up and join in and just begin to sing and give God praise and glory, okay? So the music department will come. Make sure you you write out your prayer requests and we're going to take about 10 minutes to just believe God for breakthrough. trouble. Participator sport, right? You get out of it what you put into it, all right? I want you to say this. How many of y'all believe God has already broken you through? So, I want you to say this by faith with me, and then just give God your best war cry, your best victory praise that you have. Say, I your request on paper. All right. Now the ushers, I want you to collect all of those prayer requests. I want you all to go as quickly as you possibly can. Don't bother people. Leave people alone. Whatever the Spirit of God is doing in their lives. Okay. Collect all of them, right? Collect all of them, right, quickly as you can. then we got to seal this deal. Because I'm telling you, I believe God's gonna answer and has answered every single one of them. Just to encourage you all, while the ushers are collecting those, just to encourage you all, Esther was a woman who was known by her courage and God used her to save a nation. I want you to see her level of boldness. Before Esther could approach the king, how many know she had to be invited or requested? And she understood that if she approached the king without being requested, it could cost her her life. But she took this posture, she took this position in Esther chapter 4, verse 16. And she says, Go gather all of the Jews who are present to Shushan and fast for me. How many of y'all are actively praying and fasting over these 21 days? Boy, you better get ready for a breakthrough in your life. See, Esther knew sometimes the greater the challenge, I can't just pray. How many? You know, I need to do more than prayer. I need to add fasting to my prayer. Esther understood that. And so she says. And fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king. Now watch this, which is against the law. And this is when you know you've crossed the line and there is no turning back. And these are the people that God can use. The next words that come out of her mouth are these. And if I perish, I perish. I mean, know. you know you've heard from God? when you understand that there is no turning back. I'm going all the way with this. Paul said it this way. Paul said for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Folks, until you find something that's worth dying for, you haven't started living yet. And God has a purpose and a passion and a vision for you. And you'll know that you have it because you're willing to risk everything to achieve it. Now, as they're bringing those up, our prayer points and our points from the message today, always seek God's agenda first. Never settle for second best. Always pray from the heart. Always pray with praise and thanksgiving. Be determined to never give up and then find others who will agree with you. And so I believe I found some people that will agree with me today over every single prayer request for breakthrough that's in this bucket. So if you all would, would you stretch your hands up here towards this bucket right now? And let's all get in agreement before God. Now unto you, Father, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that's at work within us and father we're going to release that power through prayer and thanksgiving and now father this is the confidence that we have in you that if we ask anything according to your will we know that you hear us and we know that we have the petitions that we've desired of you and so now, Father, I join my faith with every prayer request for a family breakthrough, Father, for, a, for children breakthrough, Father, for children coming back to the Lord, for children being delivered from drugs and alcohol, for children, Father, being drugged from anger, uh, being delivered from anger problems. Father, I join my faith right now in agreement for breakthrough in every marriage, Father, in every marriage that's believing you for a child. Father, I set my faith right now for breakthrough for healings, Father. And we declare that every person who needs healing, either online or in this room, they're healed from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Father. And by your stripes, they're healed now in Jesus' name. Father. I join my faith for deliverance, Father. Every person needing deliverance from alcohol, bad habits, drugs, weed, anything right now, we take authority over that and we break its power. Now they're delivered and free from it, Father. Every financial breakthrough, Father, whether it's debt freedom, Father, whether it's a new job, promotion on a job, need to make more money, business, entrepreneurship, Father, I declare financial breakthroughs come to every household, now in Jesus' name. And everyone who believes God for their breakthrough, go ahead and give God your best praise. Come on, go ahead and give him your best praise. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Maybe you had one with you, but you've just gotten away. You're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. And save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to.
0: Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at LinkedUp Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.